long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, a great adventure took place. All right, welcome to Star Wars Weekly. I'm one of your hosts, Grant. I am Ben. I'm Aaron. And we thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. Uh, this episode's going to be a bit freeform. We're going to explore a number of different topics, but we promise that in our future episodes, we'll be having segmented portions and we'll be exploring more structure and we'll have more structure in our delivery. Uh, right now, we are going to go over Solo. We're going to go over Star Wars Episode Nine. We're going to go over Star Wars Rebels. We're going to talk about some theories. We're going to talk about the future plans of Disney Lucasfilm and the Ryan Johnson spin-off trilogy. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our own ideas for what we think uh, some of the spin-off movies could be. And uh, we hope you enjoy, and we hope you come back and listen to future episodes, and thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, this will be good. It'll be a nice way to sort of get us started here. It's good to be in the room with you. I just, just meeting Aaron now, actually, <laughs> Likewise. which is nice, but it's, I feel like I've known you for uh, many years, just uh, based on this topic alone. It's awesome to be, you know, just talking about Star Wars, and um, we're yeah, we're gonna try and keep it fresh every week. This is gonna be, it's gonna be great, man. I'm super, super excited to do this. But um, yeah, this is just sort of like getting the let out, man. It's just great to be in the same room with you guys talking about Star Wars, which um, Grant, you and I have done many times at work before. Yeah, we uh, waste a lot of work hours talking about <laughs> Star Wars, and our bosses are yelling at us over yeah. the uh, the radio. So that's just but, something. Uh, now we're we're gonna put it to tape. So yep. uh, awesome. So with that, why don't we get into it? Perfect. Yeah. Did you guys watch the Han Solo trailer recently? I just rewatched the the extended trailer this morning because I wanted to be brushed up on just like, oh, Flight Academy. Like he was at the Flight Academy. Just like thinking about all that stuff. What a great line, too. I just want to be the best pilot in the galaxy. I want to be the best pilot. That sold me. That sold me on the entire thing. Right. I love that. Uh, And he's in a recruiting station. Right. We're we're, we're sure about that. That's where we see. A man, yes. a, a young man in a hat. Yeah, it looks you like see like a name. Of, it's the guy. It's, yeah. it's, you see him with an like an Empire lieutenant or something like that. Right. He's like taking his information in the office. He's like, guard. so what are you enrolling for? Yeah. And, yeah. No. Cool. And do pilot. we think he got the piloting job? Do we think he, he was actually given exactly what he wants, or do we think he was given the short end of the stick and you know was unlucky and and got you know put into a role he didn't want to be in? I think he, I think he got it, and then yeah. he got fired. I th- or he got kicked out. Like, it would be Han Solo to be, you know, you know, to get the gig and yeah. be like, I'm too cool for all you losers. Right, right, right. And, like, he's, you know, breaking the law all the time, yeah, so yeah. he gets kicked out. I think that's one of the mm-hmm. Han Solo legacies, right? He's like, yeah. yeah. He can never do anything right. Even when he's a hero of the galaxy, he ends up on some, you know, s- smuggler ship, you yeah. know, a day late and a dollar short for, like, three bounties or whatever. Yeah, that's, like, that's the Han Solo we know. He's, right. He, you know, for all the, the luck that he prays for, he rarely sees any of it, and he's always, mm-hmm. you, know, uh, you know, stumbling one foot in front of the other to the next objective. Yeah. But, um, mm. so are we going now? Yeah, we're, okay, we're, we're going, we're going, okay. Up. So let's just do it, and I think maybe even we could do like an intro at the end or something. Okay, fantastic. Um, so a lot of the Solo conversation has been resolved, been revolving around Kira, and we, we don't know who she is. She's extremely mysterious. She's Amelia Clark from That's Game right. of Thrones. Um, Almost impossible to divide her. It from really Daenerys. is. It's impossible <laughs> to not think of Daenerys and yeah. some kind of heir of royalty of the House Targaryen. But you yeah. just you have to pull yourself away from that notion and think of her in a completely new light. And that's 
impossible for me. I know it's probably impossible for you guys, yeah. but it'll be. I, hard I to think do. that I think that Brunette. this this movie is going to give her more range. I think she's going to get more roles after this film, and I think that it's the perfect film to enroll in to kind of escape that mold that she's so, yeah. you know, uh, uh, she's done so well. In. Have we heard her talk in the um, in the the trailer? I don't think we heard her voice, right? I think she she says, "I know who you truly are." She did uh, on yes. Solo, she did. and does she have that sort of like faux um, British accent on there? At yep, the same she, I yes. think she maintains that British accent. <laughs> the like galaxy's uh, British accent. Well, she is British, though, right? I, yeah, okay, yeah, she, she is. is British, but yeah, that kind of that extra regal imperial right. British more accent. more than Game of Thrones um, for sure. Right. So we have some book covers released. Uh, one of the covers says "Most Wanted" with Kira and Han back to back. Most wanted, and I brought up earlier with Aaron. I was saying, most wanted are, are are they being chased by the Imperials? Is this like a Bonnie and Clyde? Are they on the run from the law? Aaron brought up a point. What if this is crime lords? What if this is crime bosses? What if this is bounty hunters chasing them? So I just love to hear what you guys think. Mm-hmm. If if this is indeed a chase, I I'll say this. Uh, I definitely think that. There's some sort of bounty that's been placed on their heads for it to be a most wanted and that symbolism to be put on the front cover because it just seems like who's wanting them? Like, what is this most wanted? Is it like the Empire's most wanted? Is it the Empire placing a bounty on Kira and on Solo? Or is it just that they get in trouble in their escapades and mm-hmm. that they stumble into some, like, not job of the hut, but like some other, like, lower level, maybe criminal situation of some kind and they get like in trouble or like there's some or in some way they like have to escape or something and then they hit they like people are like oh i want their heads like where there's placing a bounty on them and we've seen that before who could some of those like crime syndicates be like who what are Mm. what are the syndicates Uh, that we know we know know black sun was a big criminal syndicate in legends i don't know if it's going to play again in this disney it was definitely in the clone wars right black sun Right, it was Clone it was, Wars, the animated series. The yes, animated right. series, it was in there, and uh, so they're they're real. Okay. Any any other like sort of front runners? You think it's going to be a brand new crime syndicate that it might be? Well, I'm thinking that uh, there was an Entertainment Weekly article that released uh, a few days ago, and I think it was talking about a new crime boss who we're going to be introduced to. That's unlike the kind of sluggish, dirty, grimy Jabba the Hutt. You know, Tatooine uh, dwelling syndicates. It's going to be a more opulent, mm-hmm. kind of like Canto Bight, kind of yeah. a clean, almost Godfather esque, high society hmm. sort of uh, criminal syndicate. And it'll be led by a ga- guy named, uh, I believe, Dryden Voss, who's played by Paul Bettany, who's oh. the vision and. He's in A Beautiful Mind, yeah. and he's in uh, a bunch yeah. of films that I'm, I'm, I've, I've always loved his, you know, his acting, and I've always thought he was a great addition oh, to any film. Yeah. So I'm excited Absolutely. to see that. A, a lot movie. of people thought yep. that it was Quinlan Voss who was in the film. Mm-hmm. They were saying, Voss, who's this Voss character? We're hearing there's a Voss. It could it be Quinlan Voss? We know he's alive. We know he survived the purge. Is he, yeah. in, is he in, gonna appear in Solo? Sorry, everyone. It's Dryden Voss. He's, <laughs> uh, you know, a... High society crime boss. He has looks what looks like great taste. I look that soir- those soiree scenes, those party scenes that we saw yeah. look like they're in his abode. It's bright lights. It's opulence. It's beautiful decor, and he seems to be uh, in a kind of a diverse crowd. So I don't think he. Yeah. 
I don't think he's he's with any one side. It looks like he hosts a lot of aliens, and a lot of creeds, and a lot of syndicates, and a lot of other um, life forms in, in his house. So I, I don't think that he's uh, he he has any kind of one suit to his cards like the um, right. the Imperials. Like the Imperials. Yeah. And I think that's really great. Like yeah. I love how they're you know as they continue to make more content mm -hmm. and flesh out the galaxy. Mm -hmm. You think in a galaxy, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, it makes sense that smugglers and bounty hunters is like that's a pretty common and necessary profession because right. you're, you know, you need to have a ship, you need to know how to get across a galaxy, you need to know people, you need to have connections, and um, it makes sense that it would be sort of rife with, you know, pseudo legal practices. You mm -hmm. know, as much mm -hmm. as they try to rein it in and make it fair, I can't imagine trying to make a fair space over you know near infinite systems you know within a galaxy. And then when we also when we jump back to Kira, uh, we're told that she's a femme fatale character, but we also see these scenes where a much younger Kira and a much younger Solo are are driving around on a speeder on what looks to be the alleys and streets of mm. of a Corilia, his Han Solo's home planet. They look like they were, you know, uh, almost I would say, you know, uh, maybe they that, that was Han Solo's first young love. Yeah. It, could, it could have been a very you know their, their their early relationship seems like they were both doing whatever they could to survive in these dangerous streets with with not a great support support system for either of them. So I'm thinking that maybe they started as you know not high school sweet sweethearts but homeworld sweethearts. That's what I'm thinking. Right. Homeworld sweethearts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really the first love. Really the first which love. Which makes sense. The whole I know who you really are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is that? Is that a risk taker? Right. Is, is that what it is? Is that what she's worried about? Maybe he takes risks when he shouldn't, and they haven't always paid off. Right. Maybe he took a risk. I, I and think that that's they were part arrested. of who Solo is, though. Maybe that is just me understanding his overarching character. He seems to be the sort of shoot first, ask yeah. questions later type <laughs> of uh, type of you know person for the not just when he was with the rebels, but Correct. also just like in general as to who he is. Like he was always reluctant about you know the force until the end of his life, and like believing in it or not. You know, at first mm -hmm. he was kind of just like, it's me against the, the rest of the galaxy, right. in a way. And I, I thought that that was kind of what made his character so so cool, so so gritty. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I really think that that's important to, if they are highlighting that, which I hope they do, you mm -hmm. know. In this, that I, I just in. can't shake this, like, thought that, like, maybe maybe it's the other way. Because it's just so predictable. It's like, oh, tough kid, another orphan that, like, mm -hmm. finally mm -hmm. found his way. Right, like, right. what if he came from a wealthy family and was just like, screw you, mom, screw you, dad. Yeah. And, like, in, like aborted and, like, that's who yeah. he really was. Like, he's really a kid. You know, maybe he's from yeah. royalty or maybe he's right, high society. Right. But he just decided to take this path less traveled and, mm. you know, for a life of adventure instead of something else. That's true. There's been a lot of that chat about that. would be a fascinating origin story. Yeah. <laughs> I would actually thoroughly enjoy that. It would that, be ironic, right, I would for say. sure. Yeah. That would be... Whole... But then he finds his princess, right? right? And he's yeah. like, oh, you know, he's like, you you want a scoundrel because, yeah. like, I know princesses. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's going to play on that. Yeah. And maybe even just the thing that they put into the trailer where he's, I'm kicked out of the academy. Yeah. They said that right in the trailer. Like, for having you know, a mind of my own. For having a mind, mind, of, my own. A mind yeah. of my own. You know, I'm just kicked out. So, like, what does that mean? And, like, was there something they're going to show about that mm -hmm. on yeah. screen? Oh, yeah. Like, what unfolded, I hope. So, I want to see that, you know? That may be the thing I'm looking forward to most. Mm -hmm. Seeing how did Han Solo how, you know? within the confines of the, the, you know, the Empire and them yeah. trying to, you know, put him in a box yeah. and him being mm -hmm. like, that's there's just no way that's going to You know, uh, and drifting... And, you know, Kira, I've seen a lot of people say... They see that one shot of Kira coming out of the Falcon, and she's wearing that cape and that mm. the black and white outfit. And you're thinking, 
Imperial. You're immediately, yeah. almost that's, all of us are exactly like Imperial. What, yes. We saw red in the Royal Guards. We've seen black and white illustrated yeah. in almost every Imperial costume to date. Yeah. It's, it's, it just screams Imperial. So we get all these, these assumptions that could she be an Imperial envoy? Could hmm. she be an Imperial agent? Could, the, could she have gotten wrapped up in the Imperial agenda in some way? I don't think that. I think there's something with Dryden. I think it's some other kind of, yeah. I think it's some other kind of thing. I, I think she's conning everyone. I think that she's just like Han Solo. I mean, I, I think she's been holding her cards close to her chest and she's been conning everyone just to survive. And she's been mm. always just trying to survive. But it brings me to a, a bigger point, which is that I think that I, I think that she's um, I think that not only is she a, uh, a, a kind of it's going to be a tragic end for her like Bonnie and Clyde like Bonnie you know they get shot up at the end I mean yeah. I hope it's not that gruesome yeah but I have a feeling that it's going to be tragedy I mean like this is yeah. this is yeah. tragedy that's going to come she's, uh, she's way, not so. around uh, later on we know that yeah. right do we know a time frame based on Battle Yavin as far as when this goes. I think I saw something. Was it 10 years? 5 years? I, I think it's only 3 years after Revenge of the Sith. Wow. Is that right? So That would only... And there's 20 years between Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I think so. Dates are going to be tricky with me, right? Because I, I just... There's so hmm. much more information in my head I know it's in between. Dates, but I, I don't know it's... either what the specific yeah. integral of time is. I mean, I know if anything it would be closer to Revenge of the Sith. Is it, it ten? Is it ten? I think it's ten. To, right? to it's a new hope. Ten I, BBY, right? Like, probably. We can right. always look it up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up. But um, anyways, let's jump into to uh, Woody Harrelson's character, Tobias Beckett. We we know his yeah. name. Uh, we know that John uh, Lawrence and John Kasdan read Treasure Island before working on the script, mm. and mm. that they looked at Lon John Silver <laughs> for a. Uh, for an archetype to base uh, Tobias Beckett on. Yeah, okay. so we know that's the kind of, that's what they're drawing from. What we know about Long Dong Silver in Treasure Island is that he he double-crosses mm. the, uh, the boy he's with and um, mm. tries to take gold for himself. Um, do we think we're going to get a double-cross? Is this double-cross going to be the thing that forms, that, that, that is formative of Han Solo and, and the character we meet in A New Hope? I don't see how we could avoid. Yeah, that. I don't. See <laughs> I, like, I'm not even gonna yeah, yeah. question yeah. the legitimacy of that because if that is the parallel yeah. of them reading Treasure Island yeah. before that, which actually I was unaware of that yeah. piece of information, but I'm gonna certainly agree that <laughs> that yeah. is probably we're gonna see some sort of unethical behavior yeah. or moral ambiguity right. with Woody Harrelson's character, which by the way he's very good at right. in general right. when it comes to his on-screen performances. Right. I must say. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you're training a, a double-crossing scoundrel, mm-hmm. chances are you double-cross that scoundrel. Yeah. It takes you know? a thief to know a thief, you <laughs> right. know? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It'd be so. funny if, like, you know, maybe Lando, maybe he trained both of them. Right, right. You know, yeah, Lando really went a little more just like, I'll oh, stab anyone in the back for yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, yeah. but Han, like, no, I got a creed yeah. because of how he got burned by, you know, mm-hmm. by Beckett. Yeah. And I hope we see some of those double crossings oh, yeah. between Lando and Han too because that's just like oh, an yeah. integral part of their relationship right, as right, both right. you gentlemen know. Oh, like, I hope, I hope oh, the like, film like, ends you know, on like we, we know, bad blood. Not, yeah, semi-bad semi, blood. But yeah. I just really want to see some of those yeah. so those some of those conflicts. Yep. Some of those you know. And then we also cool know times. Long John in Treasure Island. We know Long John Silver survives at the end of Treasure Island. He makes oh. out with some gold. Do we think Tobias Beckett survives this? I would say no. I'd say no. I'd say you know, I, they're going to try and 
all the kind of classic literature and classic films that these directors borrow from, hmm. they're always trying to steer the car in a, in, a, in a different direction, just so it's not complete overlap. So I'm saying Tobias Beckett dies right now, right here, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to stand by it. And I just I think that I think that that's the only for people to double cross our hero Han Solo. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to go, and that's down a. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll I'll bet you a six waffle, pack of Anchor Steam that uh, it goes the other way. Okay. All right. I think uh, mm. it's Woody Harrelson. Okay. Um, you know, it's Zombie Land. Woody's gonna. He's he's gonna get away scot free because he's he's the pro. I'm saying off a catwalk and down a shaft, but I, oh, I, I'll, I like I'll that. Go, no. I like that, but no, I think he's gonna get Constant. the gold. He's gonna he's gonna you know outsmart you know yeah. everyone involved, and he's on the you know. Ghost. He's on the other side of the galaxy. Okay, I, I like that. It. I like. I would the actually prefer your That's... ending more than what I'm imagining <laughs> because I, I like when characters live and I like more to their story. I would prefer your ending actually. Okay, all right. And then we also know that Val, which is Danny Newton's character with the kind of black exploitation look and afro and that kind of almost that seventies or that. late sixties kind of look. We we know yeah. she is directly tied to Tobias Beckett and that. Han only meets her after uh, dealing with Tobias. So, so he, she seems like one of his constant, you know, closely knit crew members. That she, she's always been with Tobias, mm. you know, and and I, I think that's interesting. And I, I just wanted to highlight that because I, I I think a lot of people are thinking she's just this is a ragtag group that's just yeah. all just you know uh, hired in one foul swoop, which is which is there's no way. I think Tobias has his crew, and I think Han comes into that family and. We'll get into that later, but um, so uh, are we going to see the Kessel Run? Yes. Okay. I hope so. I think that's what that um, is. I mean, yes, we're going to see it. Okay. You know, <laughs> they showed them sort of like jumping through some nebula right. and like mm-hmm. dodging all these you know wormholes, and it looked like some sort of Mad Max mm-hmm. in space affair. Like it okay. just it's too. It's too TLJ awesome Mad Max in <laughs> space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, I like that the slow Excellent. chase. <laughs> Let's yeah. hope it's a little faster this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I like I liked I liked the TLJ. I like, I really liked the plot of um, a, a slow pursuit and a build. I thought that was great. Yeah, but um, never been done. Mm-hmm. Never been done really. Yeah. It was like like oh, what do you do in real? You know. Yeah. It's, it's not. Yeah, in like real space. Uh, will we see Boba Fett? That's the uh, sixty thousand dollar pyramid right there. Like, <laughs> it really is. I think it's. If we. I think we do, and it's like three frames. Cameo. Okay. Good. And I bet okay. it's like Tamara Morrison, um, oh. like face. You know, just oh. like putting helmet on. Oh. No, yeah, maybe maybe no helmet, but maybe no suit of armor, but just oh, like looking shady mm. in like one of their bars, passing by. Run. You know, they run into each other in a space yeah. port or something, and he I gives someone that. hell. Maybe that's why he has to cover his face because he's a clone. But you'd right. think maybe that that much later. And what do we know about stormtroopers? Are they still clones uh, in this no. ten BBY? They, no, no, it's just it's it's. They uh, destroyed the cloning facility. I mean, that was one of the major wars um, in the Clone Wars. Is they so Camino is just gone. Yeah, they did. They okay. stopped. Well, and also I think they found the errors in their way, and mm. the Republic wanted to slam the brakes on all this power that, right, the, right. that the the Emperor had. And I don't know, and, and it's but there definitely was a battle mm-hmm. there, and maybe the Camonoans mm-hmm. were just sort of like, all right. And so the stormtroopers at this point are just yeah. open enrollment. Anyone, anyone yeah. can uh, can uh, volunteer. Yeah, they, or, and, or they're just plucked out. I, I think yeah. we know that they're 
also just stolen from, from Finn's story. I think we're known right. that stormtroopers are just taken. Yeah, well, that, but that was children. next generation, okay, right? Next that generation. was first order. Okay. In the first order, yeah. they're, they're, it's the the mirror of Jedi. They right. take them from their children when they're right. you know when they're right, infants, right. Or, or they probably steal them, and yeah. they're a bunch of orphans. That um, makes sense. Because I believe, who said they were an or they were stolen from their family? I think it was Finn, right? Yeah, Finn. Finn yeah, yeah, he was, he was taken. Stolen. He was taken. taken from the village and his family. Right. And his parents. So yeah. You never know. So it was like that wasn't like he wasn't volunteered. He wasn't yeah. an orphan. He was just. Yeah. Straight they must up have been doing that yeah. around the galaxy just to have a bigger militia. Essentially, mm-hmm. is just right. to like get anyone that was meeting qualifications. Right. Just, just enlisting just them it. automatically against their will, like you're saying. Right. It makes sense that I mean that's what that's what the Empire did, yeah. you know, and that that's what the First Order does is like we take over a country and we take all everything <laughs> of value yeah. and we absorb it and we, you know, give it to the Right. Give mm-hmm. it to the cause and, you know, your planet be be damned. I would really like to know the uh the hiring structure for, for stormtroopers in this era because it's like you know, we know this Finn era, was meaning, taken uh, oh, in Han mm-hmm. Solo during the period of Han Solo. I mean, I, we know that Finn was taken. We know. Do, do people just sign up to be these stormtroopers? And did everyone just have terrible aim from the get? go <laughs> <laughs> uh, Potentially, just, potentially. Yeah, they cloned a guy with terrible vision. Yeah, I like, guess that's what happened. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I, that wraps up for Solo. I mean, I, I we could talk about the droid for a second. She's what about a, Chewbacca. Oh yeah, you know what? Let's. That's exact. You know, that was the first thing I wrote down here. Um, <laughs> Chewbacca. I, Chewbacca. Are, are we going to get any setups, connections, explorations into Chewbacca's background or pre-Solo life that's going to pay off in some way that doesn't involve Solo? Please, because I will be bowing, and I think that if they leave that out, it is in ways a disservice. Because they have an opportunity here. They, they have, have an a opportunity great opportunity. Yes, to highlight they, Chewbacca, and they that we for for the first time ever we can get an angle from Chewbacca's perspective that we have never had before because mm-hmm. he, there hasn't been enough screen time for this. But we know that Han Solo and Chewbacca are the ultimate duo and that they are. half that duo is has to have a story of his own and has to have connections of his own that don't involve all of Han Solo's connections in Han Solo's life and his upbringing. So I would love to see, you know, Tarfur, I'm sure he's probably... Tarful. De- Tarful, I'm sure he's probably dead at this, this point, uh-huh. but I would love to see... Some Wookiees other than Chewbacca. They were about Chewbacca. the same age, right? Or did I just sort of feel that it was Tarful with the same age? I felt like he was older. Maybe because he was just taller. Maybe he was a little but, bit older. Uh, but I mean, like, I what's know, 20 years among Wookiees? Like, yes, that's, that's true. They live the so drop long, in the bucket. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, I don't, I don't know if I want to see a Chewbacca trilogy, but I could, I almost could watch a mm-hmm. Chewbacca trilogy of just him grunting at his surroundings <laughs> for, yeah. like, you know, like four and yeah. a half hours. But, like, I certainly, you know, if they did, you know, It'd be great if they had ten or fifteen minutes of just Chewy, like yeah. Chewy backstory or something, doing Chewy just stuff. Just something. I mean, just, just a breadcrumb, er, yeah. a breadcrumb something. early and a breadcrumb later that you know passes the test of, of not having anything to do with Han yeah. Solo. I would love that. I mean, I there's there's only so much you can do with the character. I mean, he just just does grunts and he does he just. Is there though? Ha- no. See, that's where I disagree. <sighs> yeah. 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 In, okay, so let me just pitch this in. Yeah. I think that you can show that backstory through action and through symbolism and through maybe early you know on type oh like Chewie found a blaster like or he's like getting into some other smuggling situation early on and maybe that was like some of his early kind of like oh I'm gonna do whatever I want or like I'm gonna like get money or like become a good pilot and then later on 
maybe Han Solo and him kind of relate to each other based on the fact that they have similar personalities. Well, we know from the we know from the legend, know we know from legends that you know almost all of the origins involving Chewbacca's story, almost all the origin stories involving Chewbacca have always been that he was a captive, he was mm-hmm. a slave, and Han Solo saved Chewbacca from slave. slavery. From slavery, right? Yeah. But after that, though, like what if after he was saved? Like, is there any part of that backstory? I'm just that thinking, show in you know, Solo we have the dice. Like, Han Solo has the dice. Give Chewbacca something from Kashyyyk that was handed something. to him by an ancestor, and then have that pay off at the very end in in some way that doesn't involve Han Solo. Just give him some kind of mini arc. That'd be beautiful to show Chewbacca isn't just the you know companion dog character, and he's he's more more than that, and he has you know human relationships. And he has a deeper storyline that's not that's not always connected to uh, you know Han Solo. Right. Um, I, I think the big message we're going to get with Chewbacca, and that's super important, is loyalty. This message of loyalty. I think Han is going to find that almost everyone he uh, comes across in this feature film. I think everyone he comes across in this feature film. I think he's going to find out that they all have their own selfish uh, desires, and that they. They all they all rather look out for themselves and 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 make credits and and just go where the grass is greener and even when the when when things go downhill I think he's gonna find out that there's only one person who's got his back and it's Chewbacca and that's where Han's gonna learn what true loyalty feels like looks like and that's gonna be a great message because I think the the, the other big sh- looming shadow of this film is gonna be disloyalty. Hmm. I, I, that's personal. Right. I think. That's the mm. interesting crux, mm. right? Is like that's Han Solo's character. Like he's endlessly loyal to Chewbacca, yeah. but not really loyal to anybody, <laughs> else. anybody else. I mean, it, right. it, like it, it took him everything. Like he was in the Millennium Falcon, yeah. cruising back to Tatooine with a pocket full of mm-hmm. credits, and was just like, Ugh, and yeah. spun around just in time to save you know Luke's butt, right? Right? right you know, in the Battle of Yavin, and it's like. You know, if he wasn't faithful to those people after surviving, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. like a trip to the Death Star, yeah. then like, you and know, what does changed. it take, you know? But that changed within the span of A New Hope, yeah. as all of us kind of here know. Right. At right. the very beginning, even though he was taking that sort of dictation from Leia reluctantly, mm. you know, when they were all escaping the Death Star together and yeah. Sir Alex Guinness was making sure that the force field was down and all that other cool stuff, mm-hmm. he didn't trust any of that. He said, I'm not in it for your revolution. Yeah, he even right, said yeah. it overtly. Yeah, on, like right. he's like, I'm, I'm in it for <laughs> the money. One, yeah, like me. he was still very selfish <laughs> yeah. at that time. Yeah. And I think you know that even uh, just like throughout the movie, at the very end, yeah, he comes back to save Luke, of course, and then like yeah. you know the star, the Death Star blows up. But I mean, so that, do we think? That's... Do we think Han Solo rides away <laughs> from this with Chewbacca and all the friends he's made in this film are just are gone? I think so. Is that what I, think? I think everyone I think crosses him, yeah. Yeah. but Chewbacca stood by him. He's like, yeah. I can trust in one dude, yeah. and it's this guy. <laughs> yeah. yep. I love that. You know, Kira, that's fitting. I like yep, Lando. Yeah. They're all, of course. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's gonna cross. I mean, everyone's gonna be crossing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's why maybe that's showing why the disloyalty is there and why he wants to just be like, I trust me and only me. You know, as part of who he is. So what do you got there life. for the canon timeline? What is that? So I was just pulling this up. Uh, Solo is nine years before... We were one uh, year off. We were Battle one year off. A new hope. Calm down. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was pretty close. So yeah, yeah. it was... Oh, oh so when you said ten, I thought you were saying... Um, no, I was saying ten. Ten Yeah, DB1. episode yeah. of the Sith was nineteen... Oh, so I guess it's not three years after then. Or between, yeah, between eighteen and nineteen years was Revenge of the Sith. 
I was uh, looking to see how long Kashyyyk was enslaved. Right, right, right. Uh, because we know they were enslaved all the way up until aftermath uh, life debt. Right. And even then, I think it took them a while. I mean, it's a whole planet they had to clear. Like, that was just one right. installation. Mm. And so that was uh, five years after a new... Oh, it, aftermath is only five years after? Yeah, you know, we, but we, we did... We, I mean, there are these... We are getting now these leaked action figures with mud all over them called Mimban Han Solo, Mimban Chewbacca, and they have shackled ankles. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah. are they at a slave camp on Mimban? Is this, it's the swamp, it's the jungle world from Splinter of the Mind's Eye where Luke first confronts Vader in this kind mm -hmm. of now, now labeled Legends novel. And uh, uh, the, the planet's now being utilized for something completely different. What, what, what to me looks like slave labor, and it looks like Han, Han Solo is also enslaved, which is mm. a nice mix-up for, right. mm -hmm. for the storyline, which is that Han wasn't enslaved and, and, and saved Chewbacca, but now he, they're both enslaved, and it looks like they both break out together. And I yeah. love that. It's yeah. a prison break yeah, I like two prison buddies. Break. I love it. Yep. If, the, if that's what happens, we don't know. That would make a lot of sense, right? You know, yeah. I mean, how else was it? You know, you know out of the goodness of his heart, he's not traveling to Kashyyyk mm -hmm. to just, like, bust random Wookiees out. You no. know, right. he was probably caught there himself, but mm -hmm. took care of... Chewy and uh, and that was that. Mm -hmm. Can't wait. I mean, he's he's. I can't wait for really selfish Han Solo. Mm -hmm. Like he's going to be the most like bravado, <laughs> like cocksure. Mm -hmm. You know, selfish. Like I hope he's a jerk the whole movie. I yeah, really do. Too. It would be so great I, to just see like raw jerk Han Solo. I'm gonna eat that up. It's gonna, <laughs> I think it's gonna be wonderful. Yeah, he tells Luke not I, to be cocky, but I have a feeling he was an extremely cocky person yeah. up until and you know up until the end of this film, maybe he learns a lesson or you know a new hope where Ooh. he's yeah. he's been bumming around for a while. I wouldn't be surprised. What if there's if, that moment of the ego break? Is what I was gonna say, where he's like, oh, maybe I was cocky most of this movie, and then there's like a few moments where it's like. All right, I was a little bit too cocky with that situation. Like, yeah, yeah, learning from you know, like, from his all right, own maybe I, you know what I mean, like, you know. or Tobias Beckett, he has like, some moment don't be of cocky kid. <laughs> yeah, that's you know? what I'm saying. Or yeah. no, or maybe he gets it from him, but some moment of humility that he yeah. takes from someone else, or that he's a part of. Yeah, that he like takes into who he is. I love it. Good uh, stuff. Let's jump into episode nine. Yes. Uh, okay. Let's talk about episode nine for a second. Uh, all right. We have J.J. Abrams returning. How do we feel about that? I. I'm in. Yeah, oh, I love too. Force Awakens. I actually think JJ is going to be a great director for Episode Nine. I, it's not that I dislike Ryan Johnson's work. I actually think that Last Jedi is wonderful in many ways. Although, of course, I do have some few qualms about it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that it'll finally connect sort of the overarching theme that a lot of people were kind of unsure about whether that wasn't. You know, that yeah. was kind of left out a little bit, I think, of The Last Jedi in many ways. It seemed like its own separate yeah. piece, and I, I respect that for what it is, but I think that this new episode is really going to have everything kind of come circle back yeah. into, like, the themes and just the inversions and, you know, just more stuff on who is who and, you know, like, what's going to happen now, like, you know, so. Absolutely. Is it this, this is an uncomfortable space for JJ, right? I mean, he's the mm. guy that starts series. Yep, he starts the mm. he starts the thing, Mystery. and he's like, "You guys play yep. in my world. I made it. You go do it." Yep. You know. And now he started this and did this really like I was thinking about that today. Like it's so open. All yeah. those things about like all these really big hints about. Yeah. He's like you know when Kylo Ren is like what girl? Yeah. It's like almost like he knows yeah. she's important too. Yeah. But like maybe he thought of some girl. Maybe mm -hmm. when she had her awakening, he had a vision of her. 
or something. But like he just all those beats being like, oh no, this girl's mm-hmm. important. She's important. She's important. She's important. Right. And you know, Rand Johnson's just like, oh yeah, They're like yeah, yeah, that was all it set you up for this like right. absolutely letdown on purpose. Yeah. Is like yeah, yeah, no, she's no one. She's just right. this is the world's opening up. It could be anybody. Yeah. Right. But anyway, so I just think. Yeah, he's I he's built that. this up, yeah. and and now so so Rian just just went off the rails on everything, went yeah. counter to everything he had set up, uh-huh. and now it's up to him to JJ to bring it home, and I, I really hope it pushes him. I really right. hope he pushes himself, do some different things, you know, story wise, like, you know, d- go go dark, go right. crazy, you know. Obviously, it's gonna. I think they they want to set up the galaxy so that. Anything can happen, right? And right. then they can operate with movies and, and TV shows mm-hmm. and whatever post this. I think I'm pretty sure Rian Johnson is going to be doing post sequel trilogy work. Like, I think his trilogy is going to mm-hmm. be. You think he's going to play with these same characters again? No, but no, but the same context, which is mm-hmm. sort of like anyone could be a Jedi, anyone could be a Sith. Maybe it'll be multi Jedi, multi Sith. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it's all paganism at this point it's mm. so far from the actual like real doctrine that yeah. it's just everything's myth and right, right. legend and no one knows how they're operating That's maybe you know yeah i don't know maybe in this gap between eight and nine maybe what if uh ray starts a jedi academy yeah based I mean, with her books yeah. and just fumbling around and trying mm-hmm. to figure some stuff out she pulls together some plucky orphans and you know and broom, they try and broom, figure broom, it out. Broom kid. <laughs> yeah, broom kid. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Um, no, I love that. I love I love that you're you're now saying, and I, I totally agree with you, that J.J. Abrams needs to answer some questions. Yeah. And a good storyteller can, can pose questions and mysteries, mm. but a great storyteller can answer those questions and mysteries. Yeah. With deep, meaty lore that we've all been holding our breath for. Yes. You know, especially with Snoke. You know, Snoke had a short... Had a short-lived career in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. And with just one, you know, line, like, you know, uh, you know, I was able to survive what Vader did to me, or I've been watching for the eons, you know, mm. the, the Sith and Jedi. Uh, any any one little line could have given his character just a little bit more scope and, yeah. and, and magnitude that I think we're all waiting for. We're all waiting for that 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 juicy lore, the juicy right. lore to come back, you know, right. and um, I was and JJ yeah. has to deliver on that. I think yeah. that's what that's mm-hmm. the big thing that needs to happen in episode nine is there needs to be some big lore drops. I think I totally saying. agree with that because they're not just with the the advent of the books. I mm-hmm. hope he uses those the like early Jedi stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not just answering questions as far as where is this going, mm-hmm. but also ancient questions of where right. did this all come from. Right. And right. that I mean, at least that's what I'm hoping for. You know, Me it's too. like I mean, some sort of excuse like, oh, so this there was this other super powerful you know, force user somewhere that inherited the right. you know like how did, where was that awakening? How come we right. knew about that guy? Very interesting, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean like mm-hmm. I'm I'm not looking for a, a rehashing of the Mortis arc as great as mm. it is. I'm looking for the movies to do their own thing and to really just Explore the Force and its deeper nature in a way that doesn't right. involve, you know, what's happening in the animated series, what's happening right. in Legends, what's happening in comics. Just something completely new, something nuanced, and something really, really interesting. I mean, that's, I mean, I have a thousand ideas, and I'm sure that JJ has a thousand ideas. I'm sure Ryan had a thousand ideas, and right. I'm just, I'm waiting for some of those ideas to surface in the films. But I we'll wouldn't see. hate some rules of the game, sort of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, now it's balanced, and I mean, maybe every time there's a good Force user, there's a bad Force user. Maybe yeah. that's what balance is, or, you know, just some basic stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't hate no nothing either. Right. On it. I wouldn't hate if they're just like, I don't know, things happen and then there's right. a force user and they use the force and they learn through 
various means mm -hmm. and and so on and so forth. Right. But um, but I want one of those two things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's we, that's for sure. Yeah. So we got we got Dan Mindel coming back as cinematographer. So we know we're going to get some some uh, dolly ins with the oblique Dutch <laughs> angle. We know we're going to get a lot of those. And uh, if there's any kind of mind probing happening, that's that's a for sure the shot they're going going to. Yeah. Dan, please don't do too many of those. Let's cut down the number on those. I really. It doesn't belong in Star Wars. I mean, it's great for the the psychic tension when yeah. you're doing a mind, any kind of mind probe. Other than that, I just don't see why that angle needs to. I mean, unless a ship's been hit by a laser or we're doing a mind <laughs> probe, I just don't see why that angle makes sense. Fair enough. Fair Anyways, enough. Anyways, start shooting in July. We know that the new art director Paul Inglis. Uh, he was he was responsible for Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Children of Men, Game of Thrones. Hugely excited about this. Yeah. Hugely. I am. Such a huge fan of Children of Men. It's possibly my favorite film ever made. Right. Um, Blade Runner 2049 was gorgeous. The art direction is stunning. Game of Thrones, equally beautiful. Uh, couldn't be more excited that Paul Inglis is now on the project. Um, that's, that's, you know, that's just kind of just cast and crew stuff. Uh, let's jump into some more of the uh, interesting questions. Uh, so is there a reason to go back to Octu? Uh, Red Five. Oh, the X-wing. Yeah, the X-wing's okay. still mm -hmm. underwater down there. Okay, that's but one other, reason. That's one reason, but uh, I mean, the, the I, I wouldn't be surprised. Down. I really think there's going to be a time jump here, mm -hmm. um, just to sort of move it forward. But okay. uh, it, because the, you could really create a whole new mm -hmm. set of rules if you did that. Hmm. But uh, I think Kylo desperately wanted to s know what. Mm, interesting. Um, what Luke was up to mm -hmm. on that island, and he saw the island, and he knew mm, where he was, okay. and he was headed there until you know the whole crate thing happened. I love that. So, uh, you know, so Luke, Luke telling out, Kylo, "I'll see there. you around, kid." Yeah. Oh. Kylo possibly going to Octu <laughs> to, to maybe commune with Force Ghost Luke, and and there's another kind of uh, you know he's gonna see him around again. Oh, Could yeah. it be there? You know, that's interesting. I Frankly, love that. I hope we I see him a lot. So, yeah. Force Ghost Luke. Enough Force, Force Ghost, Ghost Luke. Luke. Uh, Are we going to see Force Ghost Luke? I love uh, Mark Hamill so much. I, I, he's just such honestly, a great guy. Honestly, I will be bowing to the silver screen. <laughs> yeah. I really would need to see some Force Ghost Luke, like everyone's yeah. saying. I really need to see them go back to Octu, yeah. moreover, and I need to see... Why, why? Why do we need to go back there? I'm just wondering. Because of the way that they showed the sort of mysterious uh, curiosity of that power. That was in the uh, temple. Last You're saying Jedi. the temple. The, there's the, some the kind of temple underneath power locked yeah. inside right. there. That, I, I think the dark force. Case. I think Kylo might be drawn to being at least curious about that and trying mm -hmm. to find out, like, okay, so what? What is that? Like, you know, like, should I go check that out mm -hmm. too? Or like, and even if there's nothing there, mm -hmm. just right. the fact that he believed that there yeah. was something mm -hmm. there, and we're seeing that on screen that, that people are being drawn to that, like Luke was, right. and there's a parallel to that. I think that. I think even if we don't see it, I imagine that. That Ben Solo would go there to cover his bases mm -hmm. and just see what's yeah. to kick around in the dirt, see how the guy was living for all that long. You know, he knows mm -hmm. there was a Jedi Temple there. Mm -hmm. Right. He saw this in through Ray because mm -hmm. Ray saw it in her dreams. Right. I love it. I love it because it you know it starts with JJ's the, the, the Force Awakens where he sees the island and he sees the water and he yeah. you know and then it, it pay, you know we see it in the second film and then Kylo still hasn't been there. Why not go there just to check it out, just to see what secrets are still there. I love that. I think that's interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, Kylo start there, pick up a, you know, a handful of dirt and just throw it on the ground and just 
starting off his upset tantrum that I hope lasts yeah. the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, so is uh, is Kylo uh, beyond repair? Is he is he really this monster? I think so. I mean, once your mother says that she's lost, you know, yeah. her son. I mean, mm-hmm. so that's, that's I mean that's unprecedented repair, in the Skywalker pantheon, right? Like. Even Lou, even it's an inversion of Vader, right? It's it's oh, so he was good, and then he, but he was just like went bad. He's just like, no, I'm bad. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, it's 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 non redeemable. I think, which is the inversion of you know he is redeemable. You know, I mean, so it's like, I mean, their 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 origins are fairly parallel, right? They they were on track to be a Jedi, right? Promised son, some darkness in them. You know, even Yoda and. Mace, they were like, this guy's got, you know, too much yeah. fear. He's going to be trouble about Anakin. And sure enough, you know, when he lost faith in the Jedi, right. maybe reasonably so, what? Yeah. he goes the wrong way. But, that's, I mean, that's exactly what happens to Kylo, and right? He loses faith. In- I'm right there with you in thinking he's, he's not beyond repair. I'm just saying that, you know, because of Leia's line and because of Luke agreeing with her that, you know, she's lost her son. I, I, you know, just thinking that this is only going in one direction, which is that he's not going to get redeemed, especially with the Luke Skywalker, the one who was so hopeful that his father could be redeemed, giving up on this this kind of confused mm. young man, and it's 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 right, it's staggering to really think about. It. It's kind of jarring, but it's it's. I guess they're trying to set up some kind of inversion that this is not going to be like Return of the Jedi. We're not going to get a redemption route. We're going to get right. something different. Because we can't tell the exact same story, right. which, which is which is kind of a weird setup because it just yeah. it just doesn't feel right. I mean, I haven't seen well, Kylo how, do nearly enough bad stuff. Right. I mean, he he did good stuff, right? He, I mean, I mean, he, he took out his Ray. boss. Yeah. He helped right. Ray. They worked yeah. together. I mean, yeah. maybe he's just a lonely teenager, which is sort of funny. Like, yeah. what a like you know sort of sad teenager yeah. Kylo Ren is. Yeah. Right. With his like mask and his sword and his like you know <laughs> and his temper tantrums yeah. and stuff, yeah. but yeah. like. Like I don't know, I I don't know what the story would gain from his just being the bad guy and then getting defeated. You know? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you. Right, I agree with you. I mean, I think that I think that a, a, some sacrifice or redemption would just add a little bit at the very end. But I mean, but that would exactly parallel exa- Anna, exactly, like Darth yeah. Vader, and that right. like that doesn't make much sense. I mean, what's, or let's think redemption about... Redemption and live well, makes sense, though. I mean, that's new. We've never seen redemption and like, what, if he, what if he doesn't die, yeah, but yeah. that there is a redeemable moment, like yeah. we're talking about, but that he's, he, he, if he lives, right, right. that'd be very, very different, right. because obviously Anakin becomes a Force ghost. Right. I think in know, my, my so, cheesy I mean, heart of hearts, I would love to see him redeem himself, live... Fight alongside that would be awesome. Rey against mm-hmm. a greater evil, and kind of start that, that Jedi cool. temple with her, and be like the kind yeah. of darker right. Snape, yeah. and then she's yes. kind of the uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, like Dumbledore. You know what I mean? Snape. Like, that would be really cool. See, Interesting. I, I would like that a lot. Actually. He already looks like Snape. I, if I can see right. that happen, he does look really Snapey. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah, try. Look, There's <laughs> nothing I can do to get that out of yeah, my brain. Actually, sorry, it's uh, Darth Alan Rickman. Snape. That's like I am Darth Alan Rickman. <laughs> All right, uh, and and Leia, uh, oh, oh, how how will they handle Leia's character? You know, uh, you know, with Carrie Carrie having passed, uh, uh, how how are they going to handle her coming episode nine? Is is it going to start with a funeral? Is it she going to be in a ship that makes some some grandiose sacrifice in the beginning? Is there going to be some kind of scene where we just 
there's a, a big tribute to Leia, and then we can push forward without her character. Mm. I, I, it's, I mean, that's the million. That's the other million dollar question: Boba Fett and Solo, right. and Leia and Nine. What is what's going to happen there? So. Well, the obvious film trope is the movie opens with a, with a funeral, right? But uh, I mean, that would be easy. It'd be tidy. It'd be like she died, yeah, yeah. you know. Of a cocaine overdose. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> literally doing lines off a console. Right. right. <laughs> well, she definitely liked cocaine too much. Yeah. yeah. Poor, um, as did many God, other yeah. celebrities. Rest, in, rest in peace, right. Carrie Fisher. Rest, rest in, in peace, peace. though. <laughs> no. Um, no, but seriously, rest in yeah. peace. Yeah. I, I mean, it wouldn't be able to start with a funeral. I mean, like a Star Wars movie, it would be such a downer to start with a funeral. I mean, it, it, yeah. we've always known high-octane action in those first right. frames. Right. Every single right. film. Right. How could we do a funeral? <sighs> Yet, how could we... How could we Make Maybe sure she's this just character gone. Maybe she's would just love gone. It. Would love, honestly, best way to crawl her, explaining she's gone, yeah. all I need. Princess and Leia has, you know, succumbed, like, yes. took on six battle cruisers by right. herself and, right. you know, like took them all out, but unfortunately perished in the Or effort. died of, of natural causes, causes due to being in the vacuum of space for an extended period or right. something Succumbed like her that. injuries. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, or Love if it, it's yeah. that, or how long of a time jump could they do? I mean, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. 10 years and she died of... Time jump would solve it. Ta- time, time jump, jump natural it. causes, yeah. boom. And then mm-hmm. we're just, we can continue on after that. And then and not have a scene, but just it, have it be in the crawler where it's text is what you're saying. Love it, love and, it. Yeah. And what's his name? Uh, Poe Dameron's commanding a ship at yeah. this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And so do we have Poe Dameron as the head of the resistance by the time this film begins? in the episode nine? Being groomed for a leader, right? I, yeah. yeah, I actually think he is a good leader. I do too. I think I, I think I a lot think was made out of learning how to be a leader and, yeah. and yeah. learning how to deal with you know uh, you know strategy and, and failure and all that kind of all right. that jazz. And I think that's what the big message of TLJ was. Although I don't know if it was the right message to harp on the entire film. I think it was a, a good was it was a good message. There. It was you an know, interesting. It was message. like yeah. things are changing, yeah. right? All right, this isn't going to be the same song right. story form and for its third trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, this is character development, mm-hmm. so. Poe Dameron actually learns, you know, this is the story that he knows, and then, right. you know, then, yeah. So it, it, it accomplished a lot, I think, yeah. doing that. And, like, so anything can happen. This guy's now a leader, and good luck. We'll see. You know, you don't know what's going to happen next, really. Right. Um, all right, I mean, do you guys have any more uh, more uh, questions or anything about Episode Nine, or you want to move on? What did I... Was, we don't know any of the shooting locations, so that's still just a complete mystery. Someone saw some stormtroopers on uh, like Reddit in like Georgia. They really? Just, like, saw like some yeah, really? like like in the like the forest. There was like wow. some stormtroopers there. This was like yesterday, but it, pro- could, it probably uh, was a bunch of larpers just yeah, like having a good time. Yeah, it was probably just a five hundred first act. Yeah, up. they didn't. Incidentally, there was no cameras, so it was probably just a bunch of larpers. Okay, larpers. yeah, no film crew, no nothing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right, so, right, so we'll so. we'll push into Rebels then, Star Wars Rebels. Um, I'm not completely caught up yet. I have watched. I did cheat and watch some of the latest episodes just to see some of the uh, the, the the greater story points that are now taking place. Which is that mm. Kanan uh, has has just perished in a fire explosion. He yeah. saved Hera, and they went to rescue her on Lothal. Right. But you know, I, I love Rebels, and I love some of the the the. The, uh, the storylines and, and the missions they go on, and I love the Ghost Crew, and I think they're all kind of interesting. But what I'm really in, in into the animated series for, I'm really in there for the the Mortis arc and the deeper Force lore that Dave Floney likes to dabble in mm. now and again. Yes. And now that that's coming back with these Loth Wolves, these highly mysterious Loth Wolves uh, that are that are 
guiding Ezra towards this Jedi temple on Lothal. Hugely interesting to me. Deeply interesting. I, 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 a lot of people are saying that the, the, the lead Loth Wolf, the large one, they're saying that Can, although Kanan died, we're seeing that the Loth Wolf keeps saying the word Doom, which is Kanan's real name was Doom Jarrus. That was his real name. So Can, saying, uh, Caleb Doom. Caleb Doom. I mean, sorry. Caleb Doom. Kanan Jarrus is the, yeah. the other name. Um, so they're saying, there's, the Loth Wolf keeps saying Doom, and they're saying that there's uh, that, that the eye color is similar to Kanan's and that could Kanan be living on, you right. know, and uh, I don't want to get too spoilery. We're a week out from this episode, but yeah, then the, uh, Ezra runs into a loath wolf right. that's larger than the other loath wolves, right, right. also named Doom. Right, right, and that's that's and people are now saying, is this Kanan? Is Kanan has Kanan right. been able that's to a continue coincidence. continue living after <laughs> you know after his death as as this kind of wolf? I say no. I say I say I say that's not. Sure, there's some a connection with the force and everything. Everything's connected, and I just I don't think that a life form when it dies, it comes back in another life form so immediately like that. That just doesn't right. make any sense to me. I'm sure that would be a, that would be a very odd sort of force connection to make. Like, but, oh, now there's reincarnation. Yeah. Oh, and reincarnation, but the wolf looks like it's 15 yeah. years of age, so it's I like, well, and if you're trying to separate died. yourself from Game yeah. of Thrones, you shouldn't be warging into wolves. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and they're also saying that you know the the loath wolf. Uh, I guess Ezra uh, sees a mural of the. Uh, these hands, this this triptych of hands uh, that represent the father, the daughter, and the son from the Mortis arc, and people are also suggesting that this the large loath wolf could be the father because of the eye coloration and some of the markings on his yeah. head. And they're saying the convoy that we've seen before when Ahsoka died in the uh, the fight against Darth Vader, we're seeing that or did, we don't know if she died, but we see a convoy fly. Uh, out of the cave, I believe, and perch on a rock. Oh. And afterwards, everyone's saying, "Oh, could that be the daughter? And could she be the light side, looking after Ahsoka? And could this wolf that's that's warning Ezra of the danger that's to come in this Jedi Temple? Could that be the father? And then, if if these characters in the Mortis arc are taking the form of animals in mm-hmm. Rebels, where is the son? Where, where, is, where the is the son's sun? animal? I think we saw him turn into a bat in the Clone Wars, right? Something like that. A yeah, bat he was creature. like a bat. Yeah. So will Ezra go into this temple, and will he come across a, a, a the sun, a loth bat, a loth bat? I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm thinking that I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. I mean, I love to get to know what you guys think about that. Do you think that, that we're going to see the sun in animal form in the upcoming episodes? Any ideas, Aaron? <sighs> I mean, I think the symbolism would be fantastic, in a way, if there was a transformation to the bat. But I mean, I. Could also see why they don't do that at all. Hmm. So I mean, I'm not really completely sure exactly what my. You know what I'm not really is? completely sure of. I mean, the uh, Mortis arc. I, yeah, the Mortis I don't arc understand. I don't think George was completely sure. I said George wasn't arc. sure at all. Wait, so that, that this was just we'll, we'll catch everyone up here, yeah. so we're on the same page. So yeah. this was George Lucas's idea. He came up with the Mortis arc. He came up with Lucas and Dave Filoni and. Uh, and I guess all the, the other writers that were working on it, they all kind mm-hmm. of the father, of the, the son, idea, and the daughter created the idea together. And I'm pretty sure George kind of led the charge into that hmm. that the genesis of this idea. And I think it was an early concept of his. And so I think this this does directly come from George, the so, Mortis arc. But isn't it the son that's more the the dark side, and the yes. the yes. girl is more the light? Yes. yes. And then the father is like what, like the unifying the, force, like the balance of. 
the is that what you're like just Basically. like the overarching yeah he's force. the governing balance. the governing right. okay so I understand the, yeah. the themes correctly then okay but I mean that's that's how I would interpret it yeah me too it's also sort of interested interesting at George has always said and and more vocally when uh, Force Awakens mm -hmm. came out where he's like Star Wars is always about family it's right. always been about family it's about family so it sort of right. makes sense that he would do this and also I mean you could see you know the father's Darth mm -hmm. Vader right mm -hmm. he's the balanced one and mm -hmm. you have well, Luke was good, and so was Leah. So I guess it doesn't really work that way. But he did have, you know. It's but interesting he, but he, how the there was a yeah. there was mm. that dynamic there. And now, do we have a father? I mean, there was sort of Luke, and now there's yeah. his nephew and right. Ray. But right. they're not they're not literally re related. Yeah, no. I guess I'm fishing down the wrong. Oh, well, I just I just don't think there. we don't see the Mortis arc mirror uh, in in a great way in any of the the films. Right. right. We just it's just kind of. It's about family, but that's the only real connection. Right. I mean, the Mortis arc is very standalone-ish. It's right. kind of this, it's the, mm. it's it's almost the idealistic first force family idea, you know, like yeah. a, a concept that, you know, they all have the force, but, you know, they use them different ways, right. and the male's going to be a little bit more aggressive, and the daughter's going to be a little bit more empathic, and what, right. you know. I mean, and aren't they like sort of demigods? Like they transport, they yeah. transported to another dimension, right? Yeah, when they went basically. to Mortis, their plan—it wasn't even a planet. I'm pretty sure it was some kind of gem or some giant floating mega structure that they were on. I'm not too sure what it was. It wasn't right. A I mean, it, I think it was like multi-dimensional because right. they were they mm -hmm. were off the map, right? They're right. off the grid. And the same thing happened to Yoda when he went mm -hmm. in and like he learned to commune with Force ghosts after in the afterlife. Right, right, right. So I mean, mm -hmm. that leads me to believe that they're more god than than some sort of. Yeah entity in on that plane that are are avatars of the force right mm -hmm. but anyways it's a little bit it's a little bit too highbrow for us so we'll just push on i have no idea how yeah. to address the mortis arc at I, all. Don't, yeah, yeah. I don't either it's I, fascinating uh, but again it would be great to get a couple guidelines yeah, yeah. about this like it makes sense the force is balanced and you i know that there's yeah. some balance to the force and like you know it pushes and pulls in like a lot mm -hmm. of the um a lot of the new canon books, they talk about this. I don't know if you guys read um, uh, the Skywalker book, where they're talking about like the stories of Luke Skywalker. And sort I of, didn't read that. And one. it's all legends. I have not. One of them was actually about like it was uh, someone who lived on this like ocean mm -hmm. planet, and Luke shows up there, and um, they these they're they're seafaring folk. But they they use the force um, right, right. to fish, and they you know and they use. Oh, the, you're telling me that the, the metaphor, TLJ kind of borrowed that. Scene yeah, of well, the they, spear they yeah the spear fishing they, they use these massively long spears, mm -hmm. and that's where that was a callback to that book. Oh, very interesting. Um, even though it looked crazy in that movie, right? Um, but you you needed the the force to actually do that. They did that on the back of flying animals and would actually spear that fish is from like nuts. Yeah, and, I thought that was really cool that they put that in yeah. in Last Jedi. I I didn't thought think it was far-fetched at all i was like this is how the culture is when yeah. you're looking for your food because you and you use the yeah. force you have yeah. to yeah. what a distance from where right, the spear right. is and where you are how it, you what concentration right. is what, you know so yeah. that, that was amazing but uh, clearly he wasn't using the force so no no, no he yeah. wasn't yeah. he probably yeah, he just was, done it yeah. enough is what i was thinking maybe yeah. he's just in the habit of but they, you know, they believed it in that. occurrence and their whole thing is they're like there's no life there's no light and dark and it's not a thing to be wielded. It is a thing to be experienced right. and to understand and okay. to have, and to just just know what it is. But like you don't you don't wield the force. You don't so, use yeah. it mm -hmm. to affect things. Like they didn't believe in that. 
which makes a lot of sense. But yeah, right. there's dark side, there's tides that ebb and flow, like all that. Right. And that's yeah. that's what I think. That's what you know. I don't think the Morris arc is deeply complicated. I think it's just open to interpretation. Mm. And I think that's mm -hmm. what you're harping on here. I think that's what that's what that's what's just so confusing about it in general is that it's yeah. it's really up to your own interpretation from wherever you are in your life. And, and how you're thinking about a greater power and utilizing that greater power. And that's it. I mean, that's the force. The force is mm -hmm. something that is indescribable, and it's something that's always open for interpretation. And for them to ever nail down what the force is would be a huge mistake. We wouldn't yeah. get any more exploration into, into what it could be. And that's the problem. I, I do think. feel like Sir Alex Guinness's lines on it. At least Alex Guinness is the force. Right? <laughs> like, okay, that was the force. Sorry, you know, Sir Alex Guinness. Yeah. That's like, the force. That is, right. Everyone asks me, "What's the force?" Uh, Sir Alex Guinness Sir Alex is the force. Surrounds us. <laughs> like, yeah, binds us, binds us. Yeah. yeah, It's an energy um, field. Yeah, yeah. An energy field. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That should have yeah. just been it, right? Yeah, I just thought that was the most uh, apropos description. And so, what do we think? Yeah. I mean, final, ever, final, ever, the final note on on Rebels. Where do we think Ezra is going? Where, what is the fate of Ezra Bridger? I'm going to do a hot take on this. Go for it. Mm. Uh, in Rogue One, the guy with the scout trooper helmet painted all black, mm -hmm. Ezra yes. Bridger. Oh. <gasps> wait, wait. Yes! Wait, wait, <laughs> ben, wait, wait. He gets blown up on, on, uh, on Jedha. That no. Is, no, really? that reference just made sense. <laughs> right? Okay. I'm thinking. Okay, okay, you know, I'm thinking. Okay. I'm thinking. There's only three routes this could go for Ezra Bridger. I'm thinking he's either going to get go to do the the, bear, the bearish vow, or you know, go into a self-imposed exile like most Jedi do, where they just mm. isolate themselves on some random planet and stash him for a later story. And just, yeah, and just hide out like like they all do. He's a, he was the same age as Luke Skywalker. A little older. I think a little older. He's a little older because they showed in that show little amazing Luke. Yeah. episode of Incredible Little episode. Luke, yeah. you know, like as a 10-year-old or something. That was awesome. Luke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that he can either go into self-imposed exile. I think that he could die. And I don't, I don't see this happening. I just don't see Disney XD Disney killing a, a kid. I just don't see that happening. I mean, this is just the three routes I think he could go. And then yeah. the third route is... I, I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. I think he could be Snoke. Just look at the connection with the animals. Look at the uh, uh, attention to That'd mind awesome. probing. Look at the attention to uh, uh, you know, these the, his his facial structure. Look at uh, I mean look at his connection to the dark side. His obsession with the holocron. Look at his, his, his he will now be meeting Palpatine in these upcoming episodes. Mm. It's just right. there's Palpatine's so much fertile ground to have him. He just lost his mentor. Okay. You know, it, there's a lot that And he's happen. been tiptoeing around the dark side, but he just feels so grounded now. He's like, yeah, yeah. you know, I need you. You know, he, he yeah. really felt, I really felt like his course was corrected on the good side, you oh, know, yeah. To, yeah. Towards, towards the light. Mm -hmm. After, I mean, all those mal, you know, experiences. And also with yeah. his experience with Obi-Wan motherfucking Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> like, if anyone yeah, yeah. brushed with him, would be like, oh, yo, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm light side, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, I, I don't think it's going to be Snoke. I just thought that, you know, I just thought some of the early... No, I love that. The early I would love that. The early connections I'm with the animals and the, and, and the yeah, mind pro... The, he was connecting with animals on a very cerebral level and had this, this control over them. Mm. And we see Snoke, you know, uh, have this control over his pupils. And, and yeah. you know, he can just have Huck's faceplant, you know, in an instant if he wants to because yeah. he has such control over him, his what body. If, and, right, what... Mm. I could see a thing... He runs into the emperor. Mm -hmm. He, the emperor, actually has the power to be like to seduce him to the dark side, which would be great character development. 
and also help out sort of why Anakin fell right. because like the Emperor is the Emperor and he mm -hmm. you know he does that to people has him face off with mm -hmm. Darth Vader you know you know just to and see what happens mangled and scarred, mangled and scarred yeah. exile right right and then you know he's like comes oh, back when the Emperor's weak again yeah okay yeah, yeah. yeah. there's so many that and then cut back happen. to then cut back to Kid Luke and show that there's hope I mean like Disney can always ride on Kid Luke if they yeah. want to get rid of Ezra. So <laughs> right. it's like, it's honestly... Yeah. Yeah. But no, it'll be cool. Trust us, yeah. Luke. Remember Luke? Yeah, remember Luke. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to see a series where it's flipped, where the where we're not heading towards certain disaster. Like, I want to see the, the Luke Skywalker Jedi Academy, but I don't want to because it's headed for disaster. You know, like, I, th there's right. certain things I want to see, but I'd love to see in the next generation one where it's... There is a republic again, mm -hmm. but the first order is this nipping sort of like uh, uh, guerrilla force, more yeah, guerrilla, of, yeah, like a, or you know terrorist right, sort right. of organization, right. some, or or you know some another you know maybe not terrorist because like they're organized, yeah, yeah. but them trying to like take out just just to see a thing that's like flipped a little bit, right. where it's not always the bad you know the good guys that are have this impending doom and impossible mm -hmm. task. I'm having a force vision. Hold on, guys. Oh, wait. I'm having a force vision. Ryan Johnson's new trilogy will feature an empire that's led by a woman who will be the first empress in Star Wars. Okay. And her brother will be the leader of the dark side force that is ultimately a rebellion. Oh, yes. That and would it be will flip the teams. Flip and that's, the teams. That's, that's, Great. I mean, we're yeah. still, we haven't had that yet. That's right. such a great idea. I mean, like, I, I mean, there's, there's so much fertile ground to go into a, a new a, a new trilogy and have it be way more high fantasy in that we're having a grandiose kingdom, yes. a giant almost yeah. kind of a Arthurian castle that this empress is in and, and her brother is this kind of marauding dark you know, rebellious outcast who has his own followers, who's just like you said, nipping at the the empire. But then right. maybe the empress has a really, on the thing. exactly. Yeah. Maybe the empress has a dark secret, and there's there's just it's just more high fantasy, and it's it it feels more like a Game of Thrones right world of kind of feudal kingdoms at war than it feels like World War II or it right. feels like Vietnam yes. and or it, it feels like it's mirroring conflicts right. in our world today. And they, they were headed mm. in that direction I feel like with the Knights of Ren right. with the you yeah. know, lightsaber with the cross you know the yeah. crossbar on it oh, and totally. his fighting style is like broadsword style which right. I love. It's like they got away from the samurai thing. Right. Yeah. It would be cool if yeah they went more feudal and had right. those things. I mean they kind of did in the prequels. I loved how they showed that felt like a Roman Empire to me for some reason. I don't know why, but it was like right. beautiful. Right. It was classic. The fall was, of Rome, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like mm. it was this amazing empire. It was beautiful. It was at the height peak mm -hmm. of their yeah. opulence and decadence that they were struck down. Mm -hmm. But the difference was the emperor was playing both sides. So it, it wasn't really a true mm -hmm. invading force trying to attack this like well, you know, designed, perhaps, you know, you know, kingdom that um Maybe had a maybe has a round table of knights that protects it of oh, Jedi yeah. knights and mm -hmm. yeah. you know yeah. I would love that I would love well to have said. less Jedi well knights said. less yeah. Jedi knights I mean we don't need a whole you know uh, we don't need a whole uh, order of knights anymore I think we can just have a few yeah, Jedi a few knights several Jedi knights super. don't share the power with so many people you're gonna get yeah. dark side users yeah. yeah don't 
constantly teach everybody. Don't pluck right. every kid and teach every kid the force. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. bound right. to create some yeah. stuff. Yeah, that invites yeah, just risk. Numbers. Uh, right. Jedi Order, right. Come on, which is Jedi. literally what happened. Yeah. Um, I mean... That would be it. that I would mean, be a really so, cool thing if yeah. they did. Like Ray was yeah. sort of just like, no, no, we're not not yeah, everybody. Yeah. No, 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 not everybody can join no. this yeah. this team. Yeah. Like you've got to pass these tests. Maybe she takes them to Octo, Octo. Yeah, love and like, but there's like, like a thorough screening process. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like yeah. it has to be like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did like, you see the wave, mirrors? Like yeah. did you see something else? Oh, you saw the mirrors. Um, <laughs> you go sit over there. Yeah, that'll be great. Oh, you got this great post for you on you know Hoth. You're gonna hurt. You're gonna love it with the force. It'll be great. You get paid vacation. You get like it's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get the golden parachute. It's just yeah. like, oh, we've got a great package for you. Yeah. Just get out of our head. And some of them might be pumped. Yeah. <laughs> some yeah, of, yeah, some right. of them are like, all right, sweet. Like, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give them whatever they want. Just don't let them, yeah. Don't give them an excuse to cause a, re- you know, a re- revolution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, that does it. That was the first ever Star Wars Weekly podcast. Um, Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week uh, where we will be talking about um, two of the last four episodes of Star Wars Rebels um, and many other topics. Um, We are brand new. We don't have a Twitter hashtag yet, but we will be putting that out shortly so that uh, you can submit questions and comments. And um, there's going to be a lot of new segments, and we're very excited about doing this going forward. So thanks again for listening, and we will uh, talk to you next time.